Welcome to I Bet So Hard, technology and workflows that really work. The not so serious podcast for seriously busy veterinary teams brought to you by vet to pet Listen for quick, fun interviews with veterinary professionals who've retrieved and actually held on to their sanity, happiness, and success by learning a few new tricks and embracing efficient processes that actually work. I'm Dr. Stacey Santi. And I'm Dr. Caitlin DeWild. And this is I Bet So Hard. Okay, I just got back from VMX like last night. So first of all, you're probably like super tired. And you probably had a crazy layover because you live in a tiny little town. So it's not easy to get into. Luckily, I had a three hour layover in Denver. And I ate, it's really horrible. Let's just say it's really hard to find decent food at the airport. And you make a lot of bad choices at the airport. I mean, who would think that pineapple mango sorbet chased by a pork barbecue jalapeno pickle slaw dish is a good idea with a final chaser of some creamy mac and cheese. I probably gained like 10 pounds at the airport yesterday. That all sounds really terrible. My, my vice is that I always like get a little snack because my fear is one time I was left on an airplane like that sat on the runway for five hours. It was what like 10 minutes shy of like when they have to like legally let you leave the plane kind of thing. Oh, no. But uh they're like and they had like no snacks, right? And so I always like feel like I have to have some snacks because what if? And of course I've never had anything happen to me since then. But then I'm like, well, I have these snacks here. I can't just leave them in my bag. They're gonna these Oreos are gonna get all crumbly. So I better just eat them. That's a real problem. Yeah, bad but choices. Conferences and travel. That's when you should be, you know, allowed to venture outside the box. And, you know, I think it's okay. At least that's what I've been telling myself, obviously, which is also why I'm back on Weight Watchers. But that's all right. Different <laughs> podcast. So. Well, it was pretty cool. I wasn't sure how it was going to go down. You know, I saw you and then you flew out in your normal fashion of leaving right the day before the conference actually starts, but you know, hardly anyone was wearing a mask. So that was interesting. And I thought people would be a bit more, you know, I guess concerned. A little more concerned. Well, keep in mind, this was in Florida, Mm -hmm. but I, I also noticed that. And I was, to be truthful, I was bummed for many reasons. I mean, health, health concerns, concerning, right? All right. How many times can I say concerning in this sentence? But okay, I digress. But the biggest reason I was concerned and disappointed is I really expected the vet people to have the coolest masks. I wanted to see like a lot of animal variety. You know how like people watching at vet conferences, like cat shirts alone are like worth going for. I was expecting some awesome mask selection and I really saw like four the whole time I was there. It was weird. Yeah, there wasn't much on there. Most people were pretty chill to not wear a mask. And, uh, you know, it's kind of, there was about maybe 50 to 70 people in each of my sessions. But they had us in, remember we went and looked at those giant rooms. The giant room of. And then people were sprawled all out. And so it was super hard because if somebody had a question, and, you know, my, my sessions are more conversational, they didn't have a mic because I guess they didn't oh. want to have COVID germs. 
right? So I'd have to like lean in on him with my mic on my shirt and or hand him a little a little look. Well, they're not much added added bonus to participation here. Yeah, yeah. I, I, and <laughs> I, I take the mic off my dress and like hand it to him. So there was a lot of extra passing of COVID stuff, probably, but nobody seemed to care. It was, you know, the the people that were there were really quite happy to be there. I thought it yeah. was. I think people. I, I think that's what it was. I think people just like got on the plane and then they were like, you know what? This is probably like I talked to so many people that it was like their first flight, right, or their first event, or their first like inside thing. It was my first inside dinner, so I was like, oh. this is crazy, you know. So I think once people like once you get over the hump a little bit, you know, um, I think they just kind of threw caution to the wind a little bit, which is not a bad thing if you're vaccinated and or healthy. <laughs> we had a we had a lot of fun, and so the pulse in the industry is what I wanted to tell you about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It seems like at least half the people are moving away from curbside. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I feel like, well, I even have a, a really good friend who is a, a drug rep, right? And she, even in my own state of Missouri, it's just already so vastly different on, like, some people never were curbside, like, in the middle, right? And then St. Louis is still pretty locked down on curbside. But, I mean, now it's, I think everybody's kind of either already open or they're like, how the hell do I do this? Right. They're they're They want to be open or open ish open partially. But I felt like that's what a lot of people were talking about. I don't know if they were in your sessions, but like, how do you, how do you do this? Right. What's the next step? Yeah. They were talking about, you know, it's kind of like, we're going to stop curbside. I didn't hear anybody talking about doing a hybrid which I encourage them yeah, to I, not necessarily do a hybrid, but it's, but please look, continue the part where people can just pull up to pick up meds. Yeah, I think that's, Don't I think it's that. Yeah. I feel like it's a mistake to go all way, all, one way or the other. Right. Yeah. Um, I think there were some silver linings of the pandemic, obviously not many, but uh, I think one of them is our, we've talked about our ability to change, but also our ability to adapt and our ability to consider and take into consideration the needs and benefits of our clients, but in ways that also benefit the practice. Mm -hmm. And so I think the, yeah, curbside pickup, I think honestly still curbside appointments for those who want them. Because there's, I mean, we're not out of it, right? We're not out of the woods. So there's going to be people that are still, from a health perspective alone, are concerned and don't want to come in. Or there's going to be people like me that got like a car full of screaming children. I don't want to bring them in anywhere at all. So if like that's an option, I think the drop-off is an option. I think there's so many potentials that this hybrid model is is the way to go. It's I think better for the practice in some ways too. Some Some ways can be more efficient, right? Yeah, I, I think so. We we talked about that. A lot, everyone's super busy, of course, high highest revenues ever. Um, but I really couldn't wait to tell you about my session with Megan Brashear. Uh, I told you she was amazing. She is Did amazing. You love her. I do love her. I only yeah. just met her. Like, I think I met her with. Where you been? Yeah, where right? you been all, all her life? I don't know how I'm how I'm not friends with her. I mean, we're Facebook friends, but I, I don't really know her. But so we we were somehow 
selected to do this session on technician underutilization. And it's her wheelhouse because she manages like 70 technicians at Purdue. And she's, she's really, she's really savvy in training and being a tech herself and all of that. And then they had asked me to be there to talk from the doctor's perspective of kind of, they really wanted me in there to try to convince the doctors to let the techs practice to the top of the license. That's what Uh I was asked to do. Ah. She had made a presentation. I like literally had nothing to do with it. And we started talking. We met an hour before the session to just, this is how prepared we were. Um, And we were like, what are we going to talk about? And we just started having real conversations. And we both decided, let's just scrap the PowerPoint and go rogue. I like it. It was so cool. So we we had a couple slides to just introduce the topic, but oh my God, Caitlin, people were like crying in the session. Wait, you mean people cry? Like this, I don't know. I didn't make them cry, but their sad technician life made them cry. Well, that would make me cry as well. That's, and we were, (laughs) we were like advocating for like, massive change, massive overhauling of the, let's just start with the tech credential technician initiatives or whatever you want to call it, mm-hmm. that we were saying, well, Megan said in her, where she lives in Indiana, that you can get a job at the car wash making more money as a, than you can as a technician. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And so people were saying things like, The first one we asked the audience, how are you treating your technician? Oh, I pay my techs really well. I give them a- $13 an hour. Proud of themselves. And they were like paying over 20 bucks an hour, which is- Well, that's good. All right. That's way better than what we used to. But we were advocating for a new initiative called Double It. You should be paying twice what you're paying these people. They shouldn't be making $32,000 a year. They need to be making 60. And- we didn't get booed out of the room. Hashtag I vet so hard is brought to you by vet to pet. Hey guys, this is Stephanie Goss from the Uncharted podcast. And I wanted to take a quick second to share with you three of my top reasons for using vet to pet in my clinic. We've used them for years and I love the fact that it brought a lot of the client communication platforms that we had previously been using in separate individual services into one easy to use dashboard. My team goes one place and they manage so many different client communications and I absolutely love making their jobs easier. And the clients absolutely love using vet to pet because they love being able to schedule appointments. They love being able to send us a picture when they're out of their pet's medication and know that we'll send them a push notification back as soon as their med's ready for pickup. So if you've not checked out vet to pet you should visit vettopet.com forward slash Ivet so hard and you'll get a free gift from the team at vet to pet when you demo the platform. Uh, nicely done. I think that that is should we stop? Yeah okay what is that? My cleaning guy you have a cleaning guy? I have a cleaning guy. <laughs> Yeah. Wait, wait, what? <laughs> Where did you get a cleaning guy? And is he vacuuming right there? 
he's vacuuming in the hallway. It's a very little hallway, so it should just be a Okay, second. well, let's just stop. Where did you get this person? What guy uh, cleans? Like- do you know Becky? You've met my Becky, right? No. You haven't met Becky? Okay. Becky is uh, one of my really good friends, and she used to work for Kindred Bio and MWI. Now she works for Chiru. Clipper. She's the she's the rep friend that travels all over. Anyway, um, it's her stepdad. Her stepdad. He has OCD, and um, they it was recommended as a. Oh. And uh, he's amazing. He's amazing. Well, you amazing. know, just I'll, I'll derail this a bit. I once had the best housekeeper. Um, my girlfriend and I had her. I ended up letting her go because she was obviously on meth. But my girlfriend just loved her because she got so much done. <laughs> she would, it would drove me crazy because she would organize all my drawers and organize all my like all my papers. Everything would be stacked and all and she'd scrub everything. And I'm like, I can't take this. This girl is obvious. She's an addict. And Kristen's like, I don't care, man. I'm getting a lot of value out of this. She organized my, uh, her, she has this drawer with all those scentsy candle things. Mm-hmm. She's like, she organized all of that. I didn't even have to ask her. <laughs> I didn't want anybody going through my drawers. I don't That's like that idea. idea. Kristen welcomed uh, it. Well, we, um, typically have a, uh, we call it the cleaning fight, which is the day before the cleaning guy comes. You have to actually clean your house. Yes. So that the cleaning guy can come. <laughs> you can't yeah. just leave it in complete pandemonium. I want that cleaning person. Right. The pre-cleaning. The pre-clean. Yeah. Person. I mean, like, yeah, because I got, so I got all my steps in yesterday in my own house. <laughs> yeah. Because just like putting shit away. Like, and I, you have to remember, I have five people in my house all day, every day. Now that it's summer again, the kids are both home and the nanny and Carl and I, and we have a puppy and I'm watching my brother's dog for a month. It's a mess. And we have a guinea pig who throws his poop and his hay everywhere. <laughs> a shit Man, show you've got some problems, girl. I do. I do have a lot. Okay. Sorry. Now he's in the bedroom. Okay. Well, it should just be another second. <laughs> I can't hear it now. So it's totally fine. And okay. I, our listeners understand what you're going through, Caitlin, and they understand <laughs> that we a girl's go. got to do what she's got to do. So, audience, we just thank you for understanding that Dr. DeWild has a man <laughs> cleaning person <laughs> in her bedroom right now. But she's going to continue working. <laughs> it's going to be fine. I, yeah. well, he, he was had just started in the kitchen, and so I thought we'd be good. Because there's a lot in the kitchen that's a mess, but he's very efficient also. So, Well, get us a selfie, okay. and we can share that in the notes um, for our <laughs> listeners of you cleaning man. It's true. Well, okay, so I thought that technician one, that is not even my lane. I got completely out of my lane, but I was so pumped to talk about this. And, you know, the... The, the, the double it initiative, right? The double it, double it. And I talked to them about, you know how most practices will figure out how to pay their staff is you take revenue, subtract your cost of goods, subtract your labor. You see what's left over. And then you dole out raises. 
I said reverse engineer that baby. Like, you know, close your eyes and think about what everyone needs to make, write it down, and then figure out how much revenue you have to generate to get to that number. And then yeah. raise your fees. And yeah. everyone's like, oh my God, I can't raise my fees. Really? And I, you got 800 people beating down your door and you can't see appointments for five weeks. So I'm pretty sure now's the time. Exactly. Now is the time to raise your fees. And if you work in any other industry, if you have increased demand and decreased supply, you raise your fees. Yeah. I Interesting side note. I even just read this article about product shrinkage. The same thing. Like if uh, a lot of products now are giving you less, that's how they're cutting it. So like instead of getting like, you know, 22 ounces in your cereal box, you get 20. Right. That's how they're cutting, cutting those corners, which apparently is a whole thing, a whole industry business thing that I didn't know about. Interesting. Yeah. So, I mean, if we're getting less cereal and chips out there, people. Yeah. There are times to, to take action. But I mean, realistically, like every vet I know wants more technicians, wants to keep the technicians they have, wants them to do better, grow better, be faster. Um, and wants them to stay for, you know, not have to hire techs. Like if I get on Facebook and see one more, like, where do you hire technicians? Where do you hire? Where do you hire? Where do you hire post? I'm going to, I'm going to lose it. Straight well, up lose it. You know what I was thinking too, Caitlin, is that let's just imagine for a second, you went from paying 30,000 a year to 60,000 a year for a, I'm not talking a shrapnel tech. I'm talking like a licensed yeah. season <laughs> on point tech that right knows their stuff yeah there's so many of those people that have left their profession yeah like, because they could go I, they could go work at chick-fil-a or yeah. anywhere else don't go to chick-fil-a but like Kristen, you know. my friend that likes the meth head house cleaner she is a technician she's a licensed veterinary technician but she's now an mri technician at the human yep. hospital but these people are out there and they would like to come back and if and you aren't going to get very much new emerging technical talent on the market, but there's a lot of techs around your practice that you could maybe attract back in if you paid a decent wage. I don't yeah, mean, or, I mean like a good, like a a worthy wage. Or or yeah, I mean because you can't expect these people to a stay, b have your business's best interest at heart, or c challenge themselves to get better or do better to help you or your business. Like it's just not possible. And not to mention, it's just, it's just, I think a huge slap in the face to pay them what the industry pays them. They are skilled, educated people. They are vital to the industry and to the successful care of any patient. And it's just ridiculous <laughs> that we we pay them like what, we pay the high school kid to come mow the lawn or whatever, you know, like it's just crap. Like they, no wonder I would leave too. Like I wouldn't blame them at all. So I, I thought I'm glad you talked about it. Oh yeah. It was fun. And people were crying and they were like, we need this uh, to be an all day session. And well, oh they probably, God. the technicians were probably glad to hear people that value them. Right. And, and value change. So in support of what they're doing. Yeah, there's a lot of um, this side of our profession is a hot mess. There's a lot of our profession that's a hot mess, but myself included, let's be real, in my yeah. house. <laughs> well, 
What's the next conference you're going to now that we're back at it? Are you going to Western in Vegas in September? I'm actually not. Um, so fun fact, uh, the family vacation that was canceled to Disney by COVID, then rescheduled three other times, is now finally happening. Nice. During, You'll be at Disney? That. Be at Disney. So that that's really cool. I'm okay with it because I actually hate Vegas. So there's no part of me that enjoys Vegas. Also, I feel like Vegas is where you go to get diseases, and I've been spending a lot of time avoiding that. Uh, so I'm, I'm, I'm okay missing that one. Um, I am probably going to go to Wild West in New York vet. Maybe fetch. I'll report back. Sounds what about you? Oh, I love, we're opposite. I love Vegas. I, <laughs> I grew up in a long, uh, from a, my family's a long line of gamblers and oh, okay. we didn't really play sheets and ladders when I was growing up. We played, we had a craps table in our living room and we played with my dad. <laughs> preschool craps. Yeah. <laughs> it's a different kind of craps for preschool. And blackjack and, uh, yeah, I love Vegas. Got some skills. My favorite. Wow. Who yeah. knew? Okay, maybe I should go to Vegas with you sometime, and then I would actually win some money, and then maybe I'd like it. I don't know. You would. I don't like all the smoke. Well, <laughs> anyway. All right. Well, I'm glad that we are back on the circuit, and that we are back seeing people that kind of challenge us and inspire us and make us laugh and make us do things other than hang out in our living rooms. So I'm, I'm here for it. Well, thank you guys for joining us. We are so excited to have you on this journey with us and please make sure you subscribe to get more episodes of I Vet So Hard, where we continue to talk about everything that's wrong in our profession. <laughs> we should, we should give them some tips though too. So it, it, it's not all bad. We're, we're not the negative podcast here. No, we're not the hater. No. For the it's empower turning into a very weird ending <laughs> yeah i kind of ruined it sorry <laughs> let's just, just peace out peace out thanks for joining us for today's episode of i vet so hard don't forget to head over to ivetsohard.com to download our top five takeaways from this episode we'll see you right back here same time same place next week until then, here's to putting your technology to work for your practice.